the next few minutes might be uncomfortable. They might be triggering for some. We're going to be talking about sexual harassment, toxic workplace environments, inappropriate behavior. It's not an easy thing to discuss. So I guess it's best to kind of just catch everyone up who maybe don't know what's going on. But on Thursday night, a report by TSN's Rick Westhead unearthed that a former strength and conditioning coach for the Toronto Argonauts had filed a wrongful dismissal lawsuit in Ontario against the Argos and quarterback Chad Kelly, stating that she was fired by the team after she rejected Kelly's advances. She is suing Kelly for $50,000 for violations of the Ontario Human Rights Code and the Argos for a little under $86,000 for wrongful dismissal. She is alleging that Kelly harassed her and created a toxic work environment and that the Argos breached the CFL's violence against women policy by not reporting the incidents to the league's head office. She is also alleging that... uh, She reported Kelly's behavior to her superiors and that the Argos failed to address her concerns and instead fired her. Um, According to the suit, Kelly repeatedly sought to initiate romantic connections with the plaintiff, repeatedly asking her out on dates. She politely refused, but Kelly persisted anyway. Um, in November of 2023, so just a few months ago, the plaintiff says that the harassment then escalated with Kelly publicly accusing her of engaging in romantic relationships with another team member. She talked to Kelly privately following that incident. She was apparently not there for that. She was told by someone else that this is what Chad Kelly did. So she privately met with Kelly to discuss it. He, according to her and according to the suit, responded by yelling and cursing at her. He continued his verbal assault about an hour later saying, and this again is all in the lawsuit, that he couldn't wait until she was fired. Uh, John Murphy, the who, I mean, there's been some hemming and hawing about this, but who really gives a shit what his official title was in the lawsuit he's named as the assistant general manager. And of course, we know who John Murphy is. He allegedly responded to this whole thing happening by telling the plaintiff, telling this strength and conditioning coach that she shouldn't have spoken to Kelly and that she now, and this is a direct quote, opened a can of worms that didn't need to be opened. Uh, So Kelly apparently later threatened her, saying that she was fortunate or intimated that she was fortunate that he hadn't physically assaulted her. And then she was told in late January, so less than a month ago, that her contract would not be renewed. So that's obviously a lot. Um, I'm aware that none of this has been proven. And even though it's not a criminal proceeding, innocent until proven guilty and yeah, she could be making the whole thing up. And I've heard all the victim blaming junk on social media that I really want to hear. I believe the victim. I will always believe the victim. It's easier sometimes in cases like this, especially with a person like Chad Kelly, who has a history of problems with authority, problems with the law. Um, I'm not sure if people remember or know, but he got in a fight with police, punched a bouncer, and then threatened to shoot up a restaurant 
for an altercation that he had in Buffalo years back. He was arrested for criminal trespassing after he stumbled into someone else's home while he was a member of the Denver Broncos and was drunk. Uh, he's, he's had some lesser transgressions. Like he was out with a knee injury and like stormed the field at a football game because his brother was playing and he felt that he was being taken advantage of by the opposing team. He like threatened to quit the Clemson football team when he initially went to university. Um, yeah, he's, he's done some boneheaded things. Those things are obviously less serious. The criminal stuff is pretty serious. And obviously this lawsuit is pretty serious. So He's not a choir boy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I have found that the response in the aftermath of this story breaking has been all too typical of male sports fans. There are those... A lot of them with Toronto Argonauts avatars or Go Argos in their Twitter bios who are just kind of waving their hands at this, saying that this girl is lying, she's just trying to get a payday, that we don't know what happened and we shouldn't jump to conclusions. And just like I said, the typical response that these things generate when a female and a male professional athlete or entertainer are involved. It's just one of those things where he throw ball good negates any sort of real life criticism. And that's kind of the problem with these things is that guys like Chad Kelly Athletes, actors, musicians, because they're talented, they get away with this stuff. They're never reprimanded when they're younger because their talent supersedes any sort of consequences for their actions. And so because of that, you have these fans who do the same thing and that they will kind of just it's not just victim blaming it's outright hostility towards someone who would dare hurt their precious football team or ruin their favorite movie franchise or whatever it is um there's also been Next to no response from the league on this. Um, I'm recording this a little more than 24 hours after the story broke. And the only thing we've gotten from the league is a tepid response that they sent out to reporters who had to ask for a response. There's nothing on the CFL website or their social media channels. They continue to churn out social media posts on Instagram and Twitter that were tone deaf. They put out a power rankings thing earlier today. They published an article about, I think it was free agency. I didn't care to look, but they acted as if it was business as usual. Now, first, I just got to say, I don't blame the league for not acting before the report was made public. 
It's clearly stated in the lawsuit that the Argos didn't inform the league office what was happening. So them not being proactive in, in figuring this out, you can't kill them for that. But now that this is out here, you, you can because they haven't responded. And the fact that they haven't is cowardly. In my opinion, I understand they can't come out and throw the book at anybody because they probably are doing an investigation. But even a response of we are aware of the allegations and the lawsuit against the Argonauts and Chad Kelly, we are doing our best to get all the information we can to make a thorough and responsible decision on the matter until our investigation is complete. We will say no more on the matter. It's it doesn't take a wordy or uh, they don't have to make a decision right now on what their course of action is going to be. But at least they should have said something that wasn't just the lame response that just did not hit whatsoever. I also think this should, quite frankly, be the end of Chad Kelly's CFL career, if not his pro football career. He's had his second chance. Like, this is his third or fourth chance, quite frankly. And given his past actions, he's, I don't think he's earned the benefit of the doubt here. And even if you're one of those victim blaming, never believe the woman type people, his track record speaks for itself. And I just don't think that we should, as a fandom, accept that this person with a pattern of behavior that should not and cannot be tolerated should play football in this league. I think at a bare minimum, Kelly should be suspended indefinitely while the league conducts its investigation. And then should these accusations prove true, he should never step foot on a football field in Canada again. I don't think that's being too harsh. We've seen the league act swiftly. Teams act swiftly in that regard. The league has had no problem telling teams that they couldn't sign certain players. Johnny Manziel, for instance, once he violated the terms of his contract when he was with the Alouettes, was... Told, the league told teams that they would not register a contract with his name on it. I believe they did the same with Justin Cox a few years back, many years back now, who was a defensive back with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Riders released him when he had a run-in with the law. I think it was also a, a domestic violence situation, if I'm not mistaken. Jerome Messam, Nick Marshall, uh, Christophe Normand, even probably most recently, and Nick, no, Nick Marshall was recently too, but... Normans was a was a pretty big deal when it happened with what he was accused of. He still hasn't seen his day in court, but the league and the teams have had no problem meeting out their own form of justice or taking action, I guess would be the better way to put it. And just because Kelly became the face of the league last season and is the reigning most outstanding player, None of that matters. He shouldn't be performed. He shouldn't be given special treatment. And if the league is going to 
stand by the words that it uses when it talks about females and the league. This is a league that has no problems going out there and trumpeting the women that work for the league and good for them. But now they have to put their words into action. And the first thing that they should be doing is making sure that at this moment, with these allegations out there, that Chad Kelly is kept away from the Argonauts and away from the CFL. And then if everything comes out, that this turns out to be true. And I, like I said at the top of this, I believe the victim. So I believe this is what happened. We should never see him play again. Now we're on to John Murphy. And Ticat fans are very familiar with John Murphy. This is the same man that hurled a homophobic slur and got into a physical altercation with Ticats fans during that whole brouhaha following the 2021 East final. He's another person who should never be associated with this league again. In fact, I'm willing to go so far as to say Murphy shouldn't even be in the league now. But he was fired, and I put that in air quotes, following what happened in 2021. But then he was rehired under kind of a cloud of secrecy ahead of last season. And no one, no one questioned the Argos on why they brought him back, why they felt comfortable bringing him back. And I include myself and my former colleagues at Three Down Nation in that as well. Now, I don't cover the Argos, but that's not an excuse. I could have found a way to get access to the general manager, who I'm going to talk about in a second, or someone higher up there, or at least we could have done our due diligence and asked, and if they said, we're not talking about that, at least that's something. And then we could have held their feet to the fire and wondered why they brought back someone who was caught on videotape and who they fired because of it doing some pretty reprehensible things. But we know why he was brought back. He is a great talent scout. He has built a roster in Toronto that has won a lot of football games. And even though he wasn't there in 2022, he put together a team that won a Grey Cup. So we know why the team brought him back. And he's been on social media quite a lot over the last year or so, proclaiming that he has changed. I have seen the direct messages to female CFL fans. They have shared them with me of things that he has said to them to show that he is not the same person who called someone a very heinous word back now two and a half years ago. But he hasn't changed because his response to this shows that he just cares about winning football games. It's not about anything else. And I understand that's the job. But it's not the 1970s anymore. And even though that this type of behavior shouldn't have been acceptable then, it's certainly not acceptable now. And the 
majority of the responses we've seen from the public is disgust at what Murphy allowed to fester. The idea that he essentially blamed the victim for creating her own harassment or for, as he said, opening a can of worms is what cowards and lowlifes do. And I don't say that flippantly, but I don't know John Murphy. I've never met John Murphy, but based on what I know about him from incidents like this, I don't want to know John Murphy. The fact that he was allowed back in the league and that no one, and I mean no one, dared question his employer as to why is a black mark on everyone in the media, but also is probably a reason why this continued to happen. I'm not blaming John Murphy for what Chad Kelly did, but it's clear in his response that he didn't see a problem with it. Or if he did see a problem with it, it wasn't a big enough problem that he felt needed to be addressed or needed to be sent to his superiors. We don't know who else in the Argonauts organization knew. But there is someone else who I think this reflects very poorly on, and that's someone who in any time something bad happens with that franchise skates. And that's Mike Pinball Clemens. Everyone loves Pinball He's the smiling, always positive face of the Argonauts. He is a guy that we often hear, even Ticat fans, love Pinball Clemens. He's also the Toronto Argonauts general manager. And as such, this happening under his watch stains him too. He brought Murphy back into the fold. The Argos didn't hire Murphy or rehire Murphy without pinball's consent. And if they did, then he's a figurehead general manager. And that's a whole other conversation that doesn't need to happen right now. He's also the one as the GM who gave the richest contract in the league currently to Kelly as this harassment was going on. Now, did he know about it? We don't know. But if he did, and this, here's the thing, this dates back to as was stated in the lawsuit, to the 2022 season, it seemed to escalate late in the 2023 season. But who knew and when? And if the Argos and Clemens gave a massive contract to Chad Kelly after knowing that this was what he was doing, I think we need to start questioning pinball as well at some point we just need to stop lionizing the guy and start asking him real tough questions like we would of any general manager or like we would of any person in power should a situation like this arise and that is what did he know and when did he know it and until we get those answers and i don't suspect we will get them anytime soon because there is a pending lawsuit and we'll get the boilerplate answer of well We can't talk about pending litigation and all that sorts of stuff. But once this goes away, people with access need to ask the tough questions. It is time for this to stop being done in secrecy, in the dark. We need to bring this stuff to light. And I think Pinball has some stuff to answer for. 
And it feels weird calling him pinball during such a significant or serious discussion that we're having here. But I don't know. We just, he needs to be held to account for what went on under his watch. And like I said, we need to ask him what he knew and when he knew it and then make some decisions on how we feel about him going forward. I also, what I'm concerned about with recording this and putting this out there is not any backlash that I'll receive. I don't really care if people think that I'm too harsh or I I don't know. Maybe people will be out there thinking I'm not harsh enough. Um, It's not my concern how people take this, but what I don't like is that the response we've seen to this has been too typical of what we always see when men in positions of power abuse that power. There was the Me Too movement. There was the Speaking Out movement. All of those things have occurred in the last decade. And I thought as a society that we had moved forward, but just like we deal with race relations, relations between genders hasn't gotten any better. And there are still people in positions of authority, in positions of power who think that this is okay. And John Murphy actually put out a tweet, not two days ago, I think it was. I'm going to pull it up now and share it with you guys. Sorry, it's actually from three days ago. And he tweeted out, Amazing amount of talent women who have signed up for this year's CFL Women in Football Opportunities. Excited to read more about all the candidates and see how they want to get more involved with football at all levels. Have two of my own at home who are hopeful for future roles. Well, that certainly doesn't look good in light of what we found out. I really don't know how to end this. Um, believe victims. Believe victims. They, No one would make something like this up. This is not... I'm so sick and tired of hearing... Innocent until proven guilty. This is not... I find that this is used as a replacement for what people really want to say, which is, I don't believe the victim. You should believe the victim. I do believe the victim. And I truly hope that... At some point, the truth comes out, and I hope, maybe naively, that we never have to hear about and women in all walks of life don't have to deal with this ever again. Uh, Until next time, thanks for joining me.